Daily DVR is sponsored by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com, the men's accessories marketplace. Cufflinks.com aims to drive men to one place where they can find all the accessories they could want to elevate their look each day. Go to Cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. No minimum. Whether it's Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Disney, all that great stuff, or the sports stuff, NCAA, NBA, NFL, or, of course, the classic wearable art, the amazing high-quality Hook and Albert Oxen Bull, and, of course, their own Cufflinks.com brand. We encourage you to elevate your look when you get dressed in the morning. It helps to make you feel more confident and create your individual style. Go to Cufflinks.com DVR today. Welcome back to Daily DVR. Thank you for downloading, subscribing. Throw us a review if you like on the Apple. Check us out at DVRpodcast.com. I'm here today with Andy. We're going to be talking once again about the brackets. The finale has come. We're here to talk about the ultimate winner. Not a big surprise, but still... It was very fun, and actually, I thought for a moment we might have a different uh, head of the class here uh, in our final, final bracket, but we're going to have a good time talking about that. Before we do that, let me, of course, introduce Andy. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm, uh, look as always, looking forward to a nice uh, conversation and a little distraction from all the heat. Yes, the heat, baby. Yeah, it's hot here in Portland, man. We've... Uh, I try not to look actually at how hot it is because I don't like the heat. And if I <laughs> just ignore it and live through my day and not concentrate on it, things go much better. So I didn't realize there were two days over a hundred degrees. Oh yeah. It's pretty hot. We don't have air conditioning in the house. We just have like a window unit. Oh, so, yep. Yeah. It's just like I was saying before we started right now is the first time all day that I turned off all the air conditioning units and I can like hear myself think in order to do the pod. I don't, I don't feel like I'm in an airplane. That's, that's not, that's exactly how it feels when I'm in the harvest time in the tractor all day long. And then you shut off the tractor at the end of the night. And it's like this enormous weight that's been on your shoulders all day has been lifted and you didn't realize it was even there. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's been something else, man. But, you know, we get through it, and like I talked about, we kind of transformed the garage, and we could open up the back door yeah. and the front. So, actually, I've been hanging out there a little bit more, just because there's a little bit of a breeze. That's the thing out here. It gets hot, but there's always a bit of a breeze. I mean, it becomes warm towards the evening, but yep. uh, we always have a nice little breeze. But it's been hot out there, too. Yeah, it's been... It it kind of goes in streaks. We have we've had hell, we've been having like three four days in the mid nineties, and then it'll go three four days in the low eighties. The thing that kills here in the summertime, the humidity here is just insane. So it's like the the heat index, whatever that means, is usually up over a hundred degrees almost every day. So it's it's kind of from usually like ten in the morning or noon until maybe two or three o'clock in the afternoon. We try to not do a whole lot of stuff active outside because it's it's just it can be pretty sweltering at times. Yeah, I can't even deal with it, man. You know, I am like translucently white and and when I get near the sun, 
my body just goes into like danger, danger, danger. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's the same problem my son Luke has. He he loves being outside and running around, but he he'll get his got super sensitive skin, so he gets heat rash, and and then he gets mad at us because he's like, "Well, you have to go inside and cool off." I don't want to go inside and cool off, and it's a whole big thing every day. A little battle we have every day. So, so I I, I, I don't understand completely, but I get it a little bit through him. Yeah, you know, Lachlan will be sitting out there in the uh, video game ultimate video game paradise, aka the garage, and <laughs> uh, he'll be under a blanket, like on that hundred degree day. He's like, under, oh. like, why are you under a blanket? He's like, it's comfy. Well, you know, that's uh, since my wife has been calling me out on the Facebook page, I can call her out. When it's 100 degrees, she leaves the seat warmers on in, the, in, the, in our minivan. Oh, so I, I still don't. I have never been able to. I, I'll get in there and have to drive her vehicle every once in a while, and I start sweating. After 20 minutes, I realize it's 95 degrees and the seat warmers are on. So it's, yeah, I don't get it either. <laughs> yeah, well, you, but you also get real cold and the, the snow and everything, right? So, yeah, we get, we get, uh, we get all, I mean, we get all the seasons. I mean, I, I actually, I, I like the super cold for a little while because it, it kind of like resets everything and it cleans everything. It makes everything cleaner and greener here. And a lot of the bug problems we don't have here, like you do in a lot of the Southern States, because the bugs just can't survive in the wintertime here. So yeah, it's a, we get the full range of, there's been days in the wintertime where the high will be negative 10 sometimes, but then in the summertime, it can get up over a hundred a lot. So it's, it's, a, there's a lot of variety in the state for the weather. I like that. That's the one thing I didn't, the one thing about Portland, I love the weather here, but I wish that it got a little bit colder because it does get cold because it's Mm -hmm. like, uh, that deep cold that just like sinks into you, but it's not like kind of Jersey and New York cold where like, as soon as you open the door, you're like walking into ice. And I kind of uh-huh. kind of like that, you know. I actually yeah, that invigorates me because that's I've been in the I've been uh, in New York once around Thanksgiving, and it wasn't super cold yet, but it was cold, and it was a similar kind of cold that's here. And I've been out in Seattle at the same time, and it's a definitely a different cold there. And it's not, yeah, it's I, I know what you mean, where it kind of burrows into you, but it's not that same biting punch you in the face cold. Exactly. Uh, so you want to talk, oh, you were asking me about Portland before we started yeah. too. Yeah. How, how actually is it out there? Cause you see all this different stuff on the news and online and it's, I just, uh, I'm curious and how close to it are you like roughly well, geography wise? So we're talking about the protests that have continued on now for gosh, like almost two months. Right. Um, yeah, well, yeah, it started in my state and has now migrated out to you. Yeah. So, um, it. I am about, I always think it's closer than it is because I'm so used to being in Jersey and like riding into Manhattan, Uh, Mm -hmm. but it's not like that out here because it's so sprawly that you just go over this little bridge and all of a sudden you're downtown. Uh, There's not like this. It's not like the I'm used to like Holland Tunnel, George Washington Bridge. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like here, yep. there's just like 50 freaking bridges, or you go on the other side, <laughs> you're there. It doesn't, it's not that big of a deal, but I guess it's about 15, maybe, 
maybe like 15, 20 minutes away from okay. me. Maybe even okay. closer than maybe, yeah, like about 15 minutes. Um, okay. I guess so it's fairly I, close. Yeah, but it's not, but it's, um, that's like over, that's on kind of like a little bit of a highway. And so it's a good, it's a fair bit away. But see, yeah. I think the major thing, and that's why I'm glad we're talking about it, is because I think a lot of people don't get it that they're always protesting here. That the city is, that's like a part of Portland. And the people okay. who live here are very accustomed to it. So, um, it, it was, I, you know what I equate it to? It was like after 9-11 happened and being a New York, New Jerseyan, but having lived mm-hmm. in New York and was working in New York at the time, at, like about a year after 9-11, a little bit. I mean, of course it was a big tragedy. It affected the city, but people got moving. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, back to your lives. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then meanwhile, the oh, what's that? I'm sorry. That's- I was say the world keeps turning, so yes. you can't you can only stop for so long. Right. But if you watch the news, you'd think that that's what people were constantly talking about, right? Yeah. Like every anniversary and everything. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the same thing about these protests. They actually happen in a very defined area and at a defined times. And if you are, and they're very organized. And if you happen to be like driving your car and you drive into a protest area, it's more likely that a police officer or someone else is going to turn you away than you're going to all of a sudden be in the middle of a protest. And you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, yeah, they kind of do the, uh, what is it? The uh, National Lampoon's vacation where they just say you need to go the other direction and get out of here. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's not. I mean, Listen, when this, while this was all going on, I drove with Lachlan downtown right past where stuff is happening. We went to go pick up some Gundam models, you know, with our masks and everything. The place had just reopened mm-hmm. um, and uh, it was fine. I even called him up and I said, I didn't know because I hadn't been down there. And I said, yeah, hey, I'm planning on coming down there around like three o'clock. Should I, is there protests happening? Is there going to be streets blocked off? And they're like, oh no, it doesn't start until like seven or eight. <laughs> okay. So yeah. it starts, people do it and then they leave. So it's like somebody going, going to the, into the middle of the city to go to the baseball game or something for a couple hours, except they're going to a protest. Right. But. In the sense that in Portland, there are so many people who are in the street or who live in the street, right? Oh, yeah. Who are around that. I think a lot of times there's certain, of course, certain areas where people have set up camps or whatever, you know, and you oh, yep. see graffiti and draw all that stuff. But it's not like bombed out buildings. This isn't like, it's, you know, it's not like, uh, for instance, what was happening during the L.A. riots? Yeah, for that well, that's very defined. That kind of why I was. That's kind of why I was curious because all the coverage doesn't even doesn't matter what kind of coverage you watch or look at. It's so sensationalized; it's hard to tell what's actually happening. And where it might be a five foot area, and you look five feet the other direction, and everything is just fine. They just focus on that five feet. That's terrible. So exactly. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah. It's a good story. And for some, in some respects, that's good because perhaps it brings attention to the reason why people are protesting. In other respects, it's bad because it 
can defeat the purpose of those protests where people think that they're just, that it isn't as organized as it is. You know, yep. there's a lot of groups here that have been here a long time that are with the community. They organize this stuff. You see there's like the moms marching, the dads with with like leaf blowers. They get creative. Yep. I mean, it's Portland. People are it's it's become more of a um a thing to do. And I think also it does have to do with of course the fact I mean, so many people are out of work, COVID, right? So Yeah. It's a perfect storm for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like like uh, the old saying goes, "May you live in interesting times." And yeah, you I, bet. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> I feel like it's interesting enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't need any more interesting thing. I'm I, I'm not. I, I'm happy being bored. Yeah, but I'm glad you asked because regardless of what you think about, right? Regardless of what your point of view is, and personally, I support the protests and I think it's a good thing. We need to have some change. Um, but there's also a distinction to be made between the protests that are organized. And then sometimes when people, when things go stay later or go on or times at which the police or these federal officers who are now not allowed to be here, I think starting soon, but we'll see if that goes through. Um, yep. are starting things and just running, like anticipating like they're Tom Cruise in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Precogs that that person's going to do something. Um, yeah. A little minority then, report. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But then, of course, there are people who are doing stuff and throwing rocks and there is yeah. an anarchist element, but that's such a minority, man. Like it really is. You, you got to think about it in the same way as like different cities in America that have a history of just protesting all the time. And that's mm -hmm. kind of what Portland is, you know, it's like part of the yep. city, you know, I mean, that's actually a big part of New York too, that people don't talk, but there's always people freaking protesting in New York. Yep. I remember the first time I went to New York, that was one of the things I was surprised at just walking around and it's usually just people hanging with signs or sitting with out yeah, protesting for us. It was never violent. It was just something I didn't even, wasn't even aware that was going on all the time. Yeah. I think it is really being, you know, for certain political purposes, exasperated to gain attention. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that that's not really what's happening. Really. It is mostly older people who are organized and, you know, you see people giving out food and setting up shops and stuff like that. And, uh, yep. I mean, as with anything, there's, there, there's an element that is, uh, like anarchist and that does exist here in Portland. We can't, you can't deny that there is like huh. an anarchist element, but I don't think that's yeah. a majority in any way. But uh, yeah, that's that's the politics segment of this show. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just curious. I, every time I see, hear the Portland thing, I, I I wonder how it's going out there and what actually is. is it, I mean, you're a much more reliable on that kind of stuff than I'm. Some of the stuff I'm going to get through my channels. Yeah, I don't. I think, man, it's it's really you. Can, I mean, you follow people on Twitter, and there's good accounts where they tell you like the Portland, Portland Mercury um, and people yep. associated with them. They tell you real, what's going on. Um, but I think really 
that's the thing is to understand that it's like part of the history of this city and something that mm-hmm. I learned about. I mean, I'm not from here. Yeah. It's like the same thing if somebody moved to Jersey and they were like, why do these people fucking curse so much all the time? <laughs> is everybody angry? No, that's just how we are. And out here, there's just like that brand of like protest and it does attract it too, you know? Yep. It's interesting, man. Um, but all right, let's talk about the, the real talk about protest and votes and all that. Let's talk about what went down on the Facebook page. And we are here to talk about the brackets. Let's see. Solo talked a bit about it. Of course, you and I kicked it off. Um, I had Scott and Chris, the football dudes come on and they talked about it too. We had fun, but let's talk about the 11. Oh, and Gina, you talked to it. Oh, and Gina too. That's right. That was awesome. Gina had some great ideas. And also, uh, Brett shared with us both some great ideas via email. Um, that I think that we'll probably try to implement in the future. But again, before we even talk about it, I just want to start off by thanking you. I know DJ and Bill Kava did as well on the Facebook page, but thank you, man. It was so fun to log in and see a new thing and be able to, oh, you just start, it just grabbed you right away. It was a great idea. You did awesome. All your graphics. All the work you put into it, it was just done perfectly. So thank you, Andy. Well, you are welcome. And I am, I'm glad so many people liked it. I mean, all the comments everybody has said, I was very flattered. It was, it was a lot of fun. And I am glad, glad people enjoyed it. So it's, yeah, it was just, it was fun. I had just as much fun as everybody else. So I was, I was greatly enjoying it. It was a good time. It was, I think my favorite thing was, uh, seeing a lot more people interact on the Facebook page that I don't see post things very often. I, I love seeing all the different people and interacting with people from all over the place. So it's, it was cool seeing people that I'm sure have been in the group for a while and maybe some haven't, but were commenting and people voting that I hadn't seen interact much on there. So that was fun too, right for me. Yeah. We had some surprises. We had some very strong opinions. Um, <laughs> a, lot a lot of, of passion. Yeah. A lot of passion. And, um, of course there's things to be done in the future, but I think so. When you look at all these 88 shows, right? That mm-hmm. were voted well, on. And more than that, cause we added the second chance yeah. bracket. So there was yeah. another, probably almost close to a hundred shows. Yeah, man. That's crazy. Just thinking about all that. There was a lot of good stuff and, you know, just to get to the, uh, cut to the chase, the winner. Of our, well, we should say that 11 shows made it to the Hall of Fame. And then we went through and ranked those shows. It was more than that and, uh, ranked them and beat, they went off each other in brackets until there was one show that came to the culmination, which is, I think the way was the good way to end. That was added at the end, but I think it was a natural conclusion. To take and there actually was step further. To interrupt you for just a second, there there was actually 12, 12 shows that made it because when we yeah. we added we did eleven originally and then we added the the second chance bracket at the end of the first round. So that that was the twelfth bracket, and then the thirteenth bracket was the hall of or the clash of the champions bracket that we did at the end. Yeah, the clash of the champions, and of course, the champion was lost. 
but it was closer than I thought with Breaking Bad. Yep. It, it was close against Game of Thrones, right? Before, or no, was it against? Yeah, Game of Thrones right before that, too. It was close with both of them. There was, let's see, what was it? It came out to 12 to 20 for Lost to, to be victorious. Yeah, and 18 to 15 the round before with Game of Thrones. That's but if a you, tough one, what, man. Well, and when I was looking at some of the stuff here, I mean, Lost beat, just the, the shows that Lost beat, I mean, the first was House, which isn't a big deal, but after House, Downton Abbey, Twin Peaks, The X-Files, Seinfeld, Game of Thrones, and Breaking Bad. I mean, that's a murderer's row of shows, and it beat every single one of them. And to me, the Seinfeld versus Lost <laughs> was, that's what this was all about. You know, you know, in the beginning, you were saying, and we initially were talking about this, you were like, there's so many disparate shows, and then you... Mm -hmm put them in different categories but even then you were like hey look we still everything doesn't fit perfectly because we like yeah. different kind of unique shows you know yeah and there, there's so many shows that fit into more than one category too i mean so it's hard to there's so many shows that are funny but at the same time it's a drama or where do you put those or where do you put so or is it an action show or is it a whatever so it yeah it, it's I think if I if we did the whole thing from scratch again, I would maybe try a little bit harder to mix them, put them all together at once because you get just some crazy matchups. But it was, I say, for the first try, I think it was a good way to break them apart like this a little bit because it's, yeah. I don't know, it was, I think it still was a lot of fun this way. But yeah, the ranking all of those shows against each other would be, it would be, it would be a challenge, but it might even be more fun. We'll see, and we can do more specific things. But that's what was fun to me. Is that I never thought to myself, what do I like better, Seinfeld <laughs> or Lost? Yeah, or uh, how, how do you how do people decide between Watchmen versus The Simpsons? I mean, yeah. it's some of the or Game of Thrones versus The Office. I mean, it's yeah. there was some just crazy match. I mean, it makes sense to have Lost versus Game of Thrones or Lost versus Breaking Bad, but. Some of those other shows, it's like, how do you even begin to think about it? It's, it was cool to think about. I loved it. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, and yeah, the category thing, because I mean, look, the winner lost epitomizes that. And I think that's why it is a show that is so close to people. And when you look at like the kind of, um, cult favorite shows, it's because they're so unique. Like Lost mm -hmm. is like a dramedy, like a dramatic comedy, sci-fi, fantasy, romance. Yeah. I mean, there's action adventure. Adventure. Yeah. It's, you know? So there's just yeah. like so many different categories that it falls under. Um, that it's, and I mean, a lot of, a lot of these shows on that list, that's not the only one that, I mean, uh, Game of Thrones is in a lot of, could be in a lot of different categories. The leftovers just could be in a lot. Even Watchmen and the X Files could be as well. I mean, that's the truth, man. But you want to know the secret is that between Seinfeld and Lost, I voted for Seinfeld. <laughs> well, you, you also, I, I have to admit, there was a few times I voted for show. I know Tim Hines did the same thing where he voted for shows that 
even if it wasn't the better show, he wanted to show some love to those shows because I knew they were going to lose anyways. I don't know because I'm just saying if I was on a deserted island, okay, and I could only watch one show, I could only take one television show with me. Yeah. It might be Seinfeld. Well, that's that's when you have maybe that the next thing we have to do is a uh, the rewatch the rewatchable tournament because yeah I'm not going to sit around and rewatch the Sopranos or the off or the Lost as much as I'm going to watch something like there the Simpsons. Go. There you go, dude. That's the way, that's what I think about Seinfeld. That if I like, you could choose random Lost episodes, but you know that yeah. if you choose any random episode, you're just going to go. Oh man, I should have started at the beginning and just rewatched the whole thing, you know, and keep on trying yep. to watch it. So with Seinfeld, though, you could just pick with The Simpsons, you just pick different episodes. That's one of the things about the X Files. Uh, they always remember Donald says, which is where we were all getting so excited with Game of Thrones and as, you know, TV was exploding post lost. Uh, yep. he would say that one of the good things about the X Files is, that the monster of the week episodes are really great fun. That yeah, and that the the rewatchability of the yeah the monster of the week yeah. stuff, and that, that's aged so much better than the mythology stuff in the X. I still love the mythology stuff in the X Files too, but the monster of the week stuff is aged so much better. And you can just turn on a random episode, and it's a part of what makes a lot of the Star Trek things great too. I think yeah. is that the the ones that are yeah the different episodes, some continuity, but not much. And it, it makes for rewatchability a much, much different experience. I mean, how many times are you going to sit and watch Watchmen? I mean, it's one of my favorite shows of all time, but I'm not going to, yep. that's not something I'm going to, when you look at my viewing history, I'm not going to have watched it a hundred times. Whereas Parks and Recreation, it's probably my most viewed thing ever on Netflix. So. Yeah, dude, exactly. I am not exactly being like, um, oh, hey, I'm going to sit down and have lunch. Maybe I'll watch something on TV. Uh, let me get into that fifth episode of season one of The Leftovers. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, let's watch a quick Leftovers you know, episode. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, honey, what do you want to decompress and chill out? You want to watch yeah, uh, uh, Below well, like Mediterranean? Well, or do you want to watch? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'd maybe watch the I – would, I would – there, I guess there are certain ones I maybe would. I mean, I'd maybe watch like the, what's the International Assassin? I can't remember what the name of that episode is. International Assassin. So, I mean, there's a couple different ones. And same thing with Lost. There's a couple of episodes I would maybe watch yeah, over and over again, but not not in the same way as Cheers or some of those other shows. So I, You know, I have to admit, I do not, I haven't watched an episode of Lost in a long time. Because it's a drug, man. And I'm telling you, if I watch when the last time I watched an episode is when I did the uh, pilot with uh, Jack on his um, YouTube rewatching Lost thing. Oh, yep, yep. And on um, what's what's the name of his uh, Crazy Hank? Uh, Crazy, yeah, yep, that's it. Um, and uh, I watched it, and I got like five minutes into it and I texted Heath and I was like, fuck man. We might, <laughs> we might have to do a podcast like as soon as I'm done with this and start the rewatch. But I held back. Uh I don't know. I'm not sure why I held back. Well Maybe I've I've got a similar again. I've got a similar story to that actually because Lost is 
I mean, it's easily one of my top two or three sh- favorite shows of all time, without a doubt. And while it was airing, I mean, just along with all you guys that were podcasting about it, I was rewatching each episode through two, three, four times a week, many times. And after it ended, I got the big Blu-ray box set and I watched the final season one time right after I got that. So that would have been like the summer or this fall after the series f- finished. And I have not watched an episode since. And it's not because I don't want to, because I do want to, but I just have, I know what's, I know I'm going to go down that road and I'm going to plow through it all again. And I, I kind of want to, I want to have time in between. And part of me, I, what I wanted, I want to hold off and watch it, not watch it until Luke gets old enough to watch it. Then I can watch it with him. And I mean, that might be another probably eight or 10 years for me at least. So I don't know if I can hold out that long or not, but that's what, that's what my loose goal is right now. So when it came down to the finale in the Clash of the Champions, it was Breaking Bad versus Lost. We had Lost win 20 to 12, but I wanted to say there was some pretty compelling uh arguments in favor of Breaking Bad. And I think that when it comes down to it, we had ta- I think we had talked a little bit and on other shows about the Sopranos maybe being older. And um, I was a little bit surprised too, but not surprised that Breaking Bad and Lost are, were in the end here. If it was the other way around where Game of Thrones had been on the other side Right, I would have liked to see um, if it would have made a difference for the finale if it had been Game of Thrones versus Lost. Like if it, even though it yeah. was in the in the earlier bracket, right? Like Lost beat Game of Thrones to take on Breaking Bad for the finale. I'm just saying, yep. would it have made a difference if the final matchup? Was Game of Thrones versus Lost? You know, I don't. I don't think it would have. I mean, I think Lost would. Lost still would have won. I think because, I mean, Lost is. Lost is still the show that part of the reason why I wanted to. I mean, what I figured was going to be at the end of this tournament. I figured Breaking Bad. I figured Lost and Game of Thrones would all be there because I mean it's the show. Those are three three of the shows probably the most responsible for everybody that listens to this podcast or has been on this podcast. One of those three shows is probably the reason why. Yeah. And it's, I mean, there's especially with Lost and Game of Thrones, those are shows that went over multiple years that everybody, like, this kind of what this community is formed on. So I, and Lost is still the number one of all of those. I mean, it's, it helps the reason why you and Heath and everybody got into podcasting in the first yeah, place. That, that's, that's, true. it started the whole thing. So, I mean, I was expecting it too. That's why I feel like, I don't know, man. I kind of feel like it's totally psychological, right? That it's just one step further in the bracket, like the final instead of the semifinal. But I feel like if it was lost versus Game of Thrones in the final final, I yep. feel like it would have even been closer, even though it was 18 to 15. And I feel like Game of Thrones might have edged it out 
um, as a result of feeling bad about not liking the final seasons. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I, yeah, with loss, well, and it's when only I, the final season that people don't like. And I, I looked at, I went back and looked at some of the other stuff before we went on and made a jotted a few notes down and Thrones and Breaking Bad actually were the most dominating ones until Lost mm-hmm. beat them both. I mean, Game of Thrones, 24 to 1, 28 to 3, 22 to 6, 26 to 12 before it got beat. Breaking Bad, 25 to 3, 27 to 8, 23 to 8, 15 to 8, 24 to 11 before it got beat. So, I mean, Lost had a lot more closer matchups along the way. But I still think, I mean, and in this final thing, it pro- number one and two probably should have been Lost Game of Thrones. But the way I seeded them was on the total votes from the previous tournament. So that's, I mean, there's no way Lost should have been the sixth seed, which it was there. So it, it probably should have been Lost in Game of Thrones in the final, but I don't know. I still, like I say, I still think Lost is, and the, I don't know, the other thing about Game of Thrones is, I know, I think you and Gina talked about a little bit, the, the recency bias. I think Game of Thrones definitely, it'll be interesting to see how that would have been in 10 years with Game of Thrones, because it still is only a year old like you and Ken were talking about the other day. So whereas Lost is, this is the 10th year Lost has been off the air. Breaking Bad's even been off for seven years. I mean, people have had time to digest those shows. That's. Yep. That's true. That's true. And you think about it. And like Ken and I said on uh, the last Winterfell episode we did, I am really thinking more and more that the choice to go with the Targaryen prequel is mm-hmm. is going to benefit Game of Thrones in the end, and it's going to make people like the final season more. I I I when I was listening to that podcast, there was many times where I was nodding my head in agreement because I totally. I mean, unless they completely botch it, but I mean, I, I could easily see a. I mean, there's a good template out there for how to do a show like that now with mm-hmm. Better Call Saul. If they can even be a fraction of what that show is. And I, th- I, th- I think Game of Thrones' prestige is just going to rise through the years. Yeah, I think so. Because I think instead of uh, spoilers for Game of Thrones to follow, instead of being surprised at Daenerys being fucking yeah. nuts, you're going to be sitting there waiting for it to happen, like of recognizing it, because and, that is yeah. the story of her family. Like, yep. that's well, be, and the whole show is going to be just, those people going crazy. And when people rewatch that show, the times where you see Daenerys being hoisted up and everybody worshiping mm-hmm. her are not going to be like these triumphant moments. There They're going to be like, oh, my God, yeah. she is going to she is turning into us. People are going to look at it in a different way when they know yeah. she's she's the bad at the end. Yeah. They and I, I think a lot of people just people misread. But I think a lot and I think a lot of people projected themselves and say this is an amazing and she was an amazing character. But I think a lot of a, a lot of her dark side got overlooked on the way, and like you had said, she yeah. was her only influence in the family was a complete psychopath. Yeah. Of course, she, she's going to have some of that psychotic stuff with her. So I mean, it's, in retrospect, that stuff's a lot more obvious. And I think when people rewatch, it's going to. And like I said, I think it's going to when it's all binged at one time. I think the the people are going to. It's the prestige is going to rise. I think over yeah. the years for that show. Yeah, and you know what? I think a lot of it is too is. Um, a recognition, like a contradictory recognition that after it, you know, it was obvious that after the books ended, Dan and Dave did not do write the show as well as George did. 
Yeah. Right? Like he whether or not he wrote the scripts, they were adapting. Once they stopped adapting, they're not uh, at his caliber for that story. That's well, not, and you know, so just just the amount of time that's involved. I mean, how long has it taken him to write The Winds of Winter? Like yeah. 8 years or something? They're expected to write that much material in 12 yeah, months. I was yeah, that was I mean, and do the show too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides <laughs> all the other stuff, it's like a yeah. Kurosawa thing. You know, Kurosawa <laughs> used to write not, for a couple of his films. He actually wrote a novel first, and then really? adapted the, his own novel into a screenplay. And um, I believe that sure. some of these novels remain unpublished. That he never he just did it to write the screenplay. That's interesting. Um, that's really interesting, right? It's like because a lot of old time, old time eh, directors were so used to the material that they adapt being a book. Well, and I, so I know there was some for him to translate it that way. And I know there was some of that a similar thing with 2001. I know that they they yeah. wrote the book and the, they wrote the novel and the movie at the same time. And then by the end, I know Kubrick changed a lot of stuff at the end because yeah. he wanted to do it differently to. cinematically. But yeah. it was still written. I mean, concurrently at the Chelsea together. Hotel, the Chelsea yeah. Hotel in New York. Yeah, um, not that I need to tell you about Kubrick. You know, yeah. I'm sure you know a million times more about than Kubrick than I, I do. I love but. hearing it, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Game of Thrones thing, man, I think that, um, you're right about people attaching themselves and that's cool. But like I was saying, the contradictory notion that Dan and Dave messed uh, some stuff up. But the thing is, they got you with Daenerys. Like you bought all that stuff. Cause I did, you yep, know, I like did the too. Khaleesi. And I was like, yeah, go. But then in the, then I was, but then you, I mean, I even said it on podcasts. I'd be like, that's still kind of scary though. You know what I mean? Like that kind of yeah. adulation and the way, and they got a lot of heat for the way they framed her as this savior, like white savior. Yeah. But in the end, that was purposeful, yeah. right? And that's that, that's exactly what I was saying about how when you, when you, when you rewatch that, it's, it's going to come off as a white savior exactly. and it's going to be like, wow, this do is they know awful that, Yeah. They're like yeah. doing that. They're invoking that image on purpose to make you uncomfortable. But then, yeah. I mean, that's part of reacting. That's part of the problem with reacting to art with the lens of modern politics or culture is that yep. when a person purposefully uses that against you, you kind of get annoyed at them and you accuse them of propagating yep. the bad part <laughs> when yep. in effect they're doing the opposite. They're taking advantage yeah. of your own bias. Uh-huh. And telling communicating to you you should be uncomfortable with this. Yeah. Like we want you to be. Um, yeah, that's which, the whole yeah. No. The portraying something on screen doesn't necessarily in, mean an it's an endorsement of it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like it it's yeah, that's, yeah. You know, like yeah. you're trying to show show all walks of life. So it, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm kinda I have to admit. I was kind of surprised, Andy, when I did that show with Ken because I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to talk about Game of Thrones again. You know, like that was kind of brutal. <laughs> was it like, was, you know, it was, yeah, it was brutal. And, uh, even though it was the, I mean, the show and the reaction and everything, but, um, it was a lot of fun and I look forward. We're going to do another one in a couple of weeks and I want to go back and watch more episodes. And, uh, 
I kind of see that show. I don't know. Like I said, I think Game of Thrones is going to have a, uh, it's going to get flipped. At some point, people are going to be like, yo, that was great. What do you tell, you know, like now everyone loves the prequels to Star Wars. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I mean, in my book, Game of Thrones is a hundred times or a thousand times better than the prequels. <laughs> and I, it's going to take, it's not going to take nearly as long for that, Ooh, that script to be flipped on that. I think it's, I think the tide is already turned. And, most people that watch Game of Thrones aren't involved in the online conversation of Game of Thrones anyways. Yes. Most people that I yeah. that I talk to on the no. streets that no. are my friends that I talk to that aren't aren't part aren't into podcasts and fan groups and all that stuff are like, Oh, I love Game of Thrones. It was and it's like, Well, what did you think about did you think it was too rushed? Did you think of this, that? No, what? People are mad about that? I mean, most people absolutely love the show all the yeah. way through, no question asked. So well, that's that echo chamber too. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not even in it, man. The last time I log into the podcast Winterfell Twitter, I think, um, and looked around, actually saw mm-hmm. it and I was like, man, people are still arguing about this stuff or getting upset about it or whatever. And then the, I guess, you know, there was, oh, it was because there was some like casting news about their oh. casting the characters for the prequel. Um, which I'm excited to see. I think it'll be fun to watch. I'm excited to see how they do it. I love those stories. They're really fun. Have they announced who the showrunners are for that thing? Uh, yeah. I can't remember who it is. I think I did a show about it with Justin. (laughs) Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember either. There's been so much stuff that's happened since then. I don't remember. (coughs) Was it somebody involved with Game of Thrones? Um, I think there were a couple people who were involved with Game of Thrones and no doubt behind the scenes, there'll be a lot more, you know? Yeah. Um, the people that they're not kind of putting out front as far as the showrunners, writers go. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think there's a couple, at least one or two writers. And I think that I, I can't remember. It's a woman and I can't remember if George help is this the one that he helped with the pilot on i can't i don't i don't even remember but you think he would have to have some yeah you'd have to have some is it the? i think it was the uh woman who wrote um the 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 what's those uh the king knight something or that those two or three movies with what's his name taron egerton or something or oh the kingsman the kingsman Yep. Yeah. I think that's I think that's who it is. She wrote that and she wrote I think some comics or something. Okay, I just I just looked I I just had to look it up. Okay. The House of the Dragon showrunners are Ryan Condal from who did, does the show Colony, which okay. I haven't never seen any of that, and Miguel Sapochnik. So Oh, really? obviously has a lot okay. of game of thrones experience so oh maybe she was uh supposed to do the other one the the uh long night one oh that might be that's interesting oh sapochnik and oh colony colony was not very good did you ever see that no i haven't seen any uh, was that a that was a sci-fi network um, show wasn't it that was like a show where it was josh holloway and there was an alien invasion Oh yeah. And I did had, not see it. Now I remember. Yeah. Oh man, it had a great premise and um the uh woman from The Walking Dead, Sarah 
Saris, I can't remember her last name, uh, was in it too, who was uh, Rick's wife. Oh, Rick's wife. Yep. Yeah. Rick's wife. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, Carl. The, uh, um, Carl, it, it your says mother. Here, yeah. Killed your mother. You know, Walking Dead was a show that I thought about putting in this tournament. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, show that will never end. And I just I was like, ah, I just can't do it. Yeah, I know. There should the, be a uh, never ending show, cat. Uh, you know, that's definitely. Yeah. Man, Walking Dead, still though, I have to credit them. A fucking great production. Like, mm-hmm. that is the one thing is that I haven't watched this show, I guess, in like two years now, I guess. And still though, I bet if I tuned in, it still looks damn good. You know? Yeah, I, I stopped. I stopped watching a couple episodes after Rick left oh, the show. Well, they're making then, movies about Rick. Yeah, uh, I so know. excited. Where is he? He spends yeah. all this time protecting his family. Then he gets on a fucking helicopter and we're supposed to be like, you know, good job, Rick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Where did he go? But that was in the – remember that was in the first episode. What's that? that? The helicopter. Oh, the, heli- the helicopter. That's right. Yeah. Man, I haven't thought about the early seasons of, of See, Walking Dead in a long time. They had an opportunity there. Like, Walking Dead had an opportunity to wrap that shit up or do something. Uh-huh. And I just, I think that they, honestly, I think they kind of blew it in the first season when they got to the CDC and the guy was like, there's no cure. It's in everybody now, you know? Like, yeah. And that was, wasn't that the. That was the guy from the Americans that played the neighbor, wasn't it? Oh yeah, Noah Emmerich. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh man, he was he's such a great actor. But yeah, I think they kind of I think that was where they should have went off book there and left yeah. that open because if they had been able to find a cure and built they could have ended the show. But now it's just like, okay, they live in a world where everybody, you know, I don't well, know. And I c- I kind of suspect the main problem there is that AMC refuses to let the show die. <laughs> That's true. That is because I think there's another. I think I just read that there's another another spinoff show coming out in here this fall. Yeah, there is. Yep. Yeah, oh, it's like man. kids. It's a it's a special series. I don't know. I just don't. I don't think that zombies is a like world building tool that they think it is Yeah, <laughs> I, like i totally agree like in game of thrones the the zombies are just the freaking warriors of the white walkers who are really interesting and there's a whole yeah. history and everything but in walking dead it's just like oh, all right they're zombies it's yep. just not that deep you know like i don't yeah. i just there needs to be some type of mythology or yeah. something yeah. Some kind of story to them. Yeah, that's why I was kind of upset when they killed it. Whenever they like tease stuff like that, like the yep. helicopter or there was going to be a bigger – I mean, they should have done that ages ago where Rick gets taken up in a helicopter and all of a sudden he's in a huge city. Yeah. You know? And then you're like, holy crap. And then they could have an awesome end of the season like Planet of the Apes style. Like the whole <laughs> city goes – it's attacked by zombies. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, no, it's we got Carl. Carl. Oh God, yes. I, I man, love you, Carl. So disappointed because I really, really enjoyed that show. For I, I for the quite a few seasons, I really enjoyed it, and it, yeah. it just got to a point where I was like, I just can't, I can't do this yeah. anymore. It's the same. I shit. hate giving up on shows, especially that deep into it. But man, Michonne, just 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some <laughs> awesome characters. There's some great characters in it, too. Yeah. That's, oh. Oh. Maggie. What happened? She got pregnant, and then she disappears because she was going to do an ABC show, and then I don't know what that, happened. I don't um, think that show even lasted a full season. <laughs> it was supposed to be good, but I don't know. They made her – you know what? Until still to this day, one of my uh, things that is a big pet peeve about TV, it reminds me because they made her have like an American accent, is uh-huh. not letting people with their foreign accent just have a foreign accent on TV. I was watching a movie. Uh, I can't remember what movie it was. And um, they did the thing I'm always talking about. They uh, like in uh, Sons of Anarchy, where they should have just said Jacks lived in Ireland when he was a teenager. Yeah, it would have fit perfectly. Why do you have that weird yep. fucking accent, dude? Oh, I lived in Ireland for five years. Oh, the Irish. Okay, that was a big part of the show. But there was oh, I can't remember what movie this was. I have to ask my wife. But um, somebody was like, "You have an accent," and he was like, "Yeah, I grew up in England. I came here when I was 17." You know, I'm an American like you were because it was some kind of situation like that, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, they did it. <laughs> like, yeah. They let the guy you, keep his accent. Yeah. I mean, you know that you know why they do it, unfortunately, because some executive somewhere doesn't think they'll be able to sell it to Americans if somebody's speaking with a Japanese I, accent or yeah, whatever see, it is. I don't know. I just don't think that uh, – maybe it's true. I don't know. I guess a lot of people – I really – That's my cynical view of it anyways, but – I can understand if it's a heavy accent, but if it's, you know what I mean? Like she doesn't have yeah. a heavy accent. Um, well, and I think, well, I think most people would accept it. I don't, I don't think it's, I, th- I think it's too. just some executives or showrunners or somebody that Thinking thinks that. Yep. it's not going to work. They, they focus grouped it. Yeah. Um, but then meanwhile, Americans fucking love the Beatles. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I'm looking at the vote totals and like you were talking about, Lost had 63 votes total through this whole bracket. Breaking Bad well, had 75, right? I should say I should say too I didn't add these totals are for the original tournament. I didn't oh, okay. add in the Clash of the Champions votes. But then still so, Breaking Bad has would have more. Yeah. Yeah, Breaking Bad yeah. would still be number 1 and yeah. Game of Thrones would be would maybe even still be ahead of Lost. Yeah, maybe not. But it would be close. Let me see. Oh, well, because Breaking Bad skipped the... Oh, no, but Lost had one more round. So it might... Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, you see? That's, yeah, that's part of why I didn't add yeah. that one in. Because it's kind of an extra I think deal Lost, and it makes it... Yeah. I think if you include that, but yeah. throughout otherwise, though, if you just... If instead of doing a final bracket, you had just announced the yeah. um the vote totals and the entrance into the hall of fame breaking bad would have the most number one would have the most votes for it with 75 and game of thrones with 74 yeah and that was that yeah. was kind of what i was saying about the domination that those yeah. two shows had i mean yeah. they just destroyed people so a lot of and I, yeah chernobyl i don't know man i don't know if Chernobyl's gonna last as a uh uh, maybe I should watch that shit again, but I thought it was brilliant, but I just don't know that it is going to have the same kind of staying power. And it might purely be because of the subject matter, which it can't, you can't fault it for. I, I still think it will. I think it's, 
I know I talked about this with you way back one of those top ten shows we did because it was my number one show that year. I think it's gonna. I think it will be like Band of Brothers where it's gonna be shown in history classes. It's gonna. I think it's gonna live on for a long time. I hope you're right. I actually. And I mean, that's a good point. People got still. I mean, it got a lot of love. It beat Band of Brothers in this tournament. Oh, I love Band of Brothers. Yeah, I mean they're they're all great shows. That's that's so. Yeah, it was I, the. I don't know. I still like I say I love. I was I was surprised Chernobyl went as far as it did. I mean, I loved it, but I I, I really thought Band of Brothers was going to take that thing. Yeah, I'm just I'm just paging through, looking at. Some of the uh wow man lost destroyed Downton Abbey twenty five to seven. Yeah, it's um, its first two rounds were pretty uh pretty much blowouts. Yeah, yeah. And look at uh Game of Thrones to Homeland twenty eight to three. Poor Carrie, no one wanted to take uh, the kid to karate. That's well, and look up. at Game of Thrones the week, the one matchup before that. If yeah, it wasn't for DJ, yeah. If it wasn't for DJ, that would have been a, the only shutout of the tournament. Oh man. I never watched Spart. I actually, you know what? I think I watched a season of Spartacus. Yeah, I watched a good chunk of the first season. I think I remember liking it, but I think it it was on Stars, and it was one of those times where like I don't, I, I can't justify it. it. Yeah, yeah, Lucy Lawless was in that for sure. Hmm. Yeah, it's it was kind of like a Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones. And I can't believe that Next Generation beat Deep Space Nine 18 to three. <laughs> I can't believe that's surprising to me that in any random sampling of people, uh, you would that it get was not yeah. closer. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised. I was, I was surprised with that one. There's a few surprising ones in here. I thought I, that was know, one of them. Do you, is, is it out there in the world? Is the next generation more popular than Deep Space Nine? Well, I mean, if you think, if you just, if you talk, ask a random person, are they going to know Captain Picard or are they going to know Ben Sisko? Yeah, that's true. I mean, next generation had movies. Yeah, that is true. You're right. I mean, that's, and it, I mean, it has data. It has, it has Riker. I mean, how many, how many Deep Space Nine characters can be named by just a random person? Oh man, but Deep Space, War. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's great. I I agree with you. It is great. That is but a it, tough it's, one. It's surprising. Yeah, that is a tough one. And Chappelle's show beats Kids in the Hall seventeen to ten, but then loses to Seinfeld. And Chappelle's show almost lost in the first round. Yeah, it only beat Arrested Development by one yeah. one point. Yeah, but then more people came out. Yeah. They were like, "Should we got to put Chappelle's show for kids in the hall?" I love kids in the hall. They're both really good. I watched some more Chappelle's show clips the other day, and I forgot how funny some of that stuff is. Me man, too, man. Some I don't know. Facebook like feeds me Chappelle clips for some reason, and if I hit <laughs> play on that, I'm just yep. done. I'm in. I'm just laughing. Yep. And Perry's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "This is ridiculous." Dave Chappelle's yeah. crazy. I really wish that he would do some shit like that again. I love the stuff that he's doing on Netflix, and I love the way yeah. he's a master at what he does. And you can he if you, if you if you were to ask if you're trying to explain to someone what it means 
to to view stand up as an art as like a certain type of art form. Yep. I would say watch the Jerry Seinfeld comedian doc because I think that really gets to the heart of it or just like the last couple Chappelle uh stand-ups on Netflix where he's just kind of getting up and talking. Some of the other uh, I I think Chappelle's been on it. I can't remember what you mentioned Seinfeld there. That uh, have you ever watched his comedians in cars yeah. getting coffee? Yeah. I I think there's a lot of cool stand-up stuff where it's I love the Eddie Murphy one and some interesting stand-up guys talking about stand-up as well. Yeah, the Eddie Murphy one is I think that's the best one. Yeah, I've, yeah. Wa- I've watched almost all of those. Some of the people maybe I wasn't interested in, so I was like, that's okay. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I, I was going to say, before we get off of Chappelle, too, I was thinking the closest we're, I think we're going to see to him doing that again is when he goes on SNL. I and mean, I have liked his – I thought his SNL stuff has been pretty good because I know he's was. heavily involved with writing there. Yeah. So, so yeah, I just – I don't think he really – I don't think he really cares about doing that kind of show. Anymore. The stuff I've read is that he was so turned off by the by – the, uh, network stuff that he doesn't really want doesn't care for it anymore yeah i can understand that man the stories that came out during that time are still i'm not sure what is truth and what was metaphor or yeah you know the stories about them like he accused um the uh a comedy central of like yeah. Changing where doors were. Did you hear about that? Right? Like, yeah, there was some crazy, yeah. crazy comedy central. And stories. I, at the time, I was like, that's crazy. And then I thought, oh, and they thought maybe he was speaking in metaphor in a way that just to kind of fuck with them. Yep. And he's definitely the guy that would be smart enough to do that. Yeah. That's exactly why I kind of like, and now seeing what he's doing now, I'm even more convinced that that's what that was. Yep. Um, that he was just kind of like in the way screwing with anyone he was doing the interview with. And in the end, it just came to be that it's the same old story. He's an artist yep. and they're a business. Yep. Um, you know, same old thing. Let me see. I was surprised at the number of people who voted for the OA. A lot of OA fans. I had that on my list too as one of the surprises. Mm, yep. that the OA. I mean, the OA almost beat Veronica Mars, even, which I thought yeah. when that happened, that was going to be a slam dunk there. But yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna, OA is one I've never watched. I'm going to have to check it out now because obviously a lot of people love it. Yeah, it is. It's great. It's great. And I still have to finish the freaking second season. Sometimes I think I watched it and then I'm like, no, I didn't watch it. And I was like, no, I didn't watch it because I really remember the first season was great. What a weird um, that was one that when the second season was announced, I was. Yeah, they really, said it wasn't renewed too right away, I think, didn't they? What's that? I think they said right away that they wasn't renewed. Yeah. Um, and I, but I was a little bit surprised. I was a little, I was happy, but I was also like a little, you know, worried because it would, if they had just left it, as that one season, it really mm-hmm. could have, it kind of worked in a way, leaving it off the way it left would have kind of lend itself to the quirkiness of the show itself and like the cult-like way that the show even was written and like, it's just such a wacky story. Um, but I got to get into the second season. I got to commit to that. I don't know why I haven't. It's just one of those, I mean- 
There's a million fucking things on TV. Today I watched an episode of Col- the first episode of Columbo. <laughs> Where did you find that? Um, it was on uh maybe like HBO Max or something like that or Really? I don't know. I'll have to look for that. Yeah, something I, I, had all the seasons of Columbo. Yeah, because when I put that in here, it's a show I remember loving. I haven't watched an episode in probably 20 plus years. Oh, it was Peacock. Oh, Peacock. Good old Peacock, baby. Oh, I watched that um, Brave New World. I watched like five episodes of it. I don't know if I'm going to watch any more. Uh, yeah, it's, I've, I've, I've wondered if that's any good. Well, I have to admit that um, I am a red-blooded American male. And most of the reason I was I, I love when your stories start like this. <laughs> it's very, very me. Uh, most of, as Gina talked about on the last episode when she was on, we are males. Um, and I was watching it a lot because of, uh, Lady Sybil from Downton Abbey, who <laughs> I find absolutely captivating. Like, I just think she's great. I just like looking at her face. Um, yep. and I also thought Han Solo was pretty cool. And the story was chugging along. Oh, you know who else is in it? Um, uh, Daenerys' brother. Oh, really? Yeah. And he's totally different. Uh, for a minute, I thought that he was Loki. I was like, he's really oh, yeah, acting not- a lot like him. Um, what's Loki's name again? Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Right. I thought it was him. But then I was like, no, it's not. It's definitely not him. But then I then I looked it up and it was uh, Viserys, right? That's his name. Yes, I um, think that's his name. I always got the names some all the similar names. I would always get them confused. So. <laughs> well, wait until this new one comes out. Uh, yeah, I can um, only imagine a lot of blondes. Um, but uh, I uh, I just lost interest in the story. You know, Brave New World is. I read that book back in the way back in the day. And I, yeah. I think again, and it's a seminal book, but I remember always feeling a little bit like, uh, okay, I get it. You know, I don't know. Yeah. if I mean, because maybe because it is the first of so many, you know, that's, okay, I don't um, think I ever read the book. Oh yeah. Great book. But this story is kind of telling this story of the book. It's, it's different, of course. But um, it's pretty much the same and, you know, a society that's basically hooked on drugs, hypersexualized. And they it's the weird thing is that there's a lot of violence in it. There's a lot of boobies and butts. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of sex. There's a lot of drugs. But yet it still kind of feels like a network show. Huh. It's like not – it doesn't quite get there. Yep. You know? doesn't so, quite have the hard edge. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like a little bit showy. Like everyone's in a this big sex orgy, but then it really just looks like they're on a set getting naked. You know, it doesn't really yep. – I don't know. The way they're shooting it, it's just – it's not that great. Uh, but Peacock does have a lot of great classic shows. It has a great library. Um, yeah, that's, I, so, I haven't, I haven't dove into the Peacock yet. Yeah. So you get that with your cable provider though, don't you? Um, no, I, you, oh, you don't. Okay. with, I have uh Xfinity internet. Oh, and the internet. Okay. 
they sent me an email one day. They were like, Hey, do you want this free box? Um, and I was like, okay, I'll take it. And it's like, a you know, like a fire stick, Apple TV type little streaming box. Yep. Um, and it has Peacock on it. Like as you just, you log into the box and you're into anything, but I only get that really because, and I can log into like Netflix and stuff. Yep. Um, but, uh, that's been a problem lately, man. Uh, I don't know about you, but I have a Roku. I use a Roku PS4, Xbox One, or the P- or the uh, Xfinity box, and mm-hmm. I have to go back and forth because HBO Max is only on like Xbox One and PS4. Uh-huh. It's not on Roku, and Peacock's only on the Xfinity and Xbox One. It's not on PS4, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's and, uh, it, yeah. I, I I use mainly use my Fire Sticks, and HBO Max is not on there, and yeah. Peacock is not on there. Yeah, and it's like the HBO stuff I've been watching lately is I've been watching it in my office. I mean, I've got a nice big TV in my office as well, but I'll I hook it up to my computer and watch HBO Max through my computer on the on the big screen because I can't. I'm, man, I'm telling yeah. you, look, this is what's going to happen, and like. Uh, maybe it's they're pro- already probably working on it. You know, Direct TV is going to come out with a box, and it's going to be instead of you. You know, you get live TV, but it's going to have mm-hmm. all of the other things in it, and then they yep. create a master menu for that, like Xbox tried to do, and like some other services, Plex or whatever yeah. services do. So basically, it's just going to go all back to being the channels <laughs> with I fucking on demand. It's going to be the same shit. I can't remember what it is, but there is something. It either just came out or it's coming out soon that does that, where it, yeah. and it you'll log into the thing and it, you'll just select, I want to watch Ozark. And you'll just go to the, go to the O's instead of going to Netflix. No, they do yeah. that. The Peacock box does this little box does it. You can, your Xbox okay, you One can do okay. it. Um, the Roku can do it too. Oh, it can. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Where it, it, anything you're logged into, it'll search and you can just watch, you know, you can just use it as a main hub to all of your services. Uh, so it's getting to that point, but you still okay. have to sign up. It's like, I, if I, I would like to, I pay, I, um, I'm, I'm, trying to pay a lot less at one point I was paying like almost nothing for direct TV, but I don't pay that much for it. And a lot of it is to get all the other cert, like all the streaming will be able to log in through my direct TV to the streaming. Yep. You know, actually it would be more expensive if I had YouTube TV or, uh, well, yeah, because I know TV or Amazon, you know, any of that. Directv is cheaper. Yeah, well, YouTube just jacked up their rates by yeah. like sixty or seventy yeah. percent. So it's yeah. So it yeah, benefited it, me to stick it out, you know. Yeah, that's I actually we finally actually cut the Directv cord right after Westworld yeah. finished. Really, and yep, when uh, well, it was a combination of things because the main reason I had always had Directv was the live sports. Right. Well, yep. Back in March, when all the sports got canceled, I'm like, okay, this is I'm I'm, I'm teetering on it, and I'm like, well, I'm going to hang on to it because I already had HBO and everything through Directv. I'm like, well, I'm doing this Westworld podcast once a week. I'm, let's I'll wait until we're done with Westworld at least. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that was done, and then I got an email from HBO Max that said if you 
you do our pre-sign-up for HBO Max, you can get 4 or $5 off a month for the first year. I thought, well, if I cut all that, cut the DirecTV, and, I, and then I, so I signed up through HBO Max through HBO instead of through DirecTV. It canceled the DirecTV, and the stu- I haven't really missed it that much. The, the stuff that I, I mean, I, my parents only live about a mile and a half, two miles away. So if there's something really bad, and they have DirecTV with a DVR, so if there's something coming on I need to watch, I can have them DVR and I can watch it at their place or I can log in with their information onto the DirecTV website or something. We'll see how it is now. Watch off your DVR on the website. Yeah. So, I mean, now that sports are coming back, I'll, I'll see how long that lasts. But I, so I'm not, I'm not sure how, how I'm going to do if the Twins make it to the World Series or something and I can't yeah. watch it. Well, so, you should be able to, you know. Um that's a tough one, man. What did you see? How long had you been a customer for? Oh, God. 10 years, probably. That's what I worry about is so have I. I've been a customer. I think it's going on nine years now. And yep. uh, if uh, – yeah, actually, I think it's more than that. Yeah, because it's – oh, yeah, it's way longer than that. And if um, if you leave – I have heard that all your loyalty points or whatever go away. So when you come back, they're not as friendly with giving you free, free this and free that. Like I called the other day. Yeah. Cause I canceled Showtime because we don't really, once billions was off, I was like, I don't, we don't really, I waited. Yeah. We don't really watch Showtime. So I canceled Mm -hmm. Showtime and I was like, what else can you give me? And they're like, how about, you know, like 10 bucks off HBO for a year? I was like, okay, I'll take it. And uh, they just gave it to me. Like, you know, well, every I, time I call, they just give me shit. I have to look at the, I have to find the email they sent me when I canceled, but I know that there was something where they talked about that on the call. And it was, I want to say there was six months or a full year where if I wanted to go back, ah, I would retain some good. of that. Cool. That's cool. That's good to know. I have to, yeah, yeah, I have to look it up again, but they, there was definitely, and, I think I mean this was when we canceled it was right in the middle of everything being shut down. Okay. So I mean I they they definitely tried to pull out a whole bunch of well we can give you free HBO for a while yeah. or we can do this <laughs> or we can do that or I mean you know the you know the games that they like yeah. to play so well, But I mean we were I said we were paying we were it was like close to 100 bucks a month and we were barely using it. I mean okay. we were using more we were using more of our Hulu and our Netflix and our Disney Plus and everything else that we have. Yep. Amazon Prime. Yeah. And I was like, if we're not, I kind of, because I started like actually like made a little diary and wrote stuff down as to when we were actually watching the direct TV. I was like, for two, three hours a week, or for just when I'm sitting home at lunch and just browsing through stuff because I have 20 minutes to kill, is it really worth having it? And because I haven't missed it, we'll see how it is with the sports when that really kicks into high gear. But well, that's why so I f- kept it, bro, because I called them up. Um, just when, uh, COVID hit yep, and, uh, it took like five minutes and the guy was like, you want free NFL Sunday ticket? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, I do. Because I always, when, uh, when I call, I always go directly to cancel my account. Yeah. <laughs> That's my trick. That's, yep. Every well, time they, they go, why are you calling? I go cancel my account. And then when I get to cancel my account, they're like, you want to cancel your account? I was like, 
I'm, uh, well, the, a, a standard thing I say is, and my wife knows I say this, I say, well, my wife really wants to cancel it, but uh, I really love you guys. What can you give me? <laughs> another trick I have another trick I have used, and I can't remember who told me. I, a long time ago, I heard it. When you finally get somebody, say you want to talk to customer retention. Yes, of course. Yeah, that's, yeah. When, that's where cancel your account goes to. Yep. They t- yeah, the, that, uh, that tells you what it what it's there for to retain you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the uh, I was uh, I was going to say something else about it, and I completely popped right out of my head. But oh, yeah, so it's it's not really. Uh, oh no, that's completely my fault. <laughs> um, cannot remember what it was. Well, not a huge deal, but yeah, it's I'm really not missing the Directv as much as I thought I would. And oh, the NFL ticket thing was I was going to mention. Yeah. Part of the reason for me, I've never subscribed to it, but part of that, I mean, I'm definitely an NFL fan, and but half the season, I am in the tractor somewhere. Mm, yeah. So most of September, all of October, and sometimes a large chunk of November, all Sunday afternoon, I'm sitting in a tractor. It's hard for me to watch games all day because I'm not home. So... It's never the NFL Sunday tickets never been a draw for yeah, as long as I've been farming get, anyways. Can you get internet when you're in the tractor? Well, I can. Unfortunately, we don't have I don't have unlimited data. So if I had unlimited data, I would maybe think about doing it. But I mean it takes so and some of the places we're at are way out in the middle of nowhere where there's mm-hmm. not even cell not even cell data service. So it's and a lot of times we'll be off the primary Verizon network. So it'll have to go onto a different network and then you get overaged. I mean, crazy charges and all that. So it's, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I usually don't stream much video in the tractor. Plus it's not really a good, a good, uh, probably not a good safe business practice to be watching movies. <laughs> well, you can always listen, you know, it. the calls a lot. Sometimes, I mean, I, I have to say that especially because I do all the cooking at home. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, also cleaning and stuff, not all of it. My wife does a good amount of cleaning, but I'm kind of the homemaker that I'm on, uh, you know, I can't always just like sit down on a couch and watch football, though, yeah. you know? So a lot of times I put my phone in my pocket or something and I just bring up that app and like yeah. listen to it or, or I put it on or I just put on a pair of, uh, you know, uh, Bluetooth headphones and yeah, then like, just yeah, just wandering around the house doing shit, listening to it. And that I do do a lot of that stuff. Like when we, um, my in-laws are not big sports fans at all. So if we're like, say Thanksgiving, when there's games on and stuff, I'll, a lot of times I will on the iPad or something, I'll put on like the Fox sports go app or the CBS app. Now we'll yeah, yeah. broadcast national games. So I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll watch a lot of them like, like that same, same kind of thing. Or yeah. if, I mean, Claire doesn't like watching football, so there'll be times where I have it on the iPad here too. So it's, I actually watch a lot more sports on the iPad just because I live in a house with not a lot of sports fans. So uh, that'll change, I'm sure. When when Luke gets older, I'm sure that will change because he's already showing a lot of interest in it. But that's that's down the road for a while for that to happen. So. Yeah. Well, Perry loves Duke basketball, so when <laughs> that is it, when that's happening, which I guess will be hopefully in a year, probably in two years. Yeah. Um, she'll be really into that. And Lachlan loves because my wife is very, uh, quiet. 
Not yep. around me when you get to know her, you know? Yeah. But yep. she is very quiet and unassuming. And like, even with Lachlan, you know, like, I'm the one who will be like, you need to go to sleep, you know? Yeah. And she'll yep. be like, honey, it's time to go to sleep. Seriously. You know, like, she's much calmer <laughs> yep. than me. Yep. But when she watches Duke basketball, Lachlan has known this since he was a little baby. He'd be like, Duke, <laughs> Duke. That was like one of his first 10 words. Um, his mother goes insane. I mean, literally to the point where our two dogs hide with me. Yep. Like they crawl near me like, <laughs> and she's like yelling and sc- like it's demonic. Um, but he yep, now I, I loves get it. That, I get it. You know, before he used to yeah. be a little scared, but now he loves it. So he really gets in. She gets into the. So I think that that's something she's always. You know, I mean, when you first start dating someone, you get to know their habits. And one thing was like, I would said was like, look, I love, I've watched every Jets game for like 25 years. Uh, yep. actually, it's more than that <laughs> since I was, <laughs> yeah, it's since 1985. So, yeah. Yeah. um, <laughs> it's a lot longer than that. Uh, so I'm watching the Jets games and I love football. So, Man, I really hope that there's football. Well, we've, I should say, we've always connected on that. So yep. I kind of can get away with it, but still you got to live your life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yep. I can't, I, like you're saying, you have to do your work on those days. And there's plenty yeah. of days that I had to work. So I got used to like listening to, and also because I haven't lived in New Jersey or New York yeah. since 2007. And that's so. the other. That's the other different thing. Like when I watch the Vikings, it's on my local over the air network. Yeah, yep. That's yeah, why I, I was going to say you don't need yeah. you don't need Sunday ticket. Yep. So that's, and that's why I need yeah. it. I'm also with your wife on the college basketball thing. That college basketball is my number one sport by a long, long, long ways. I mean, Golden, I'm Minnesota Golden Gophers all the way. So I completely get the Duke basketball thing, 100. percent So yeah, well. <clears throat> she's actually gotten me into it. I got to admit, I fell out of basketball and I might actually start watching basketball, man, but I don't know. I'm glad to see. I think that they can get sports back. They got They have to be smart about it and honest about it. And if people are sick, they shouldn't play. I think they can yep. actually give people a chance to play that hadn't got it in, like in the NFL. I think there'll be yeah. a lot of people that'll shine that haven't. I, I just, I hope it actually happens. They got to be smart about it, but I think they can. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I saw something today that the, like where the NBA is doing their stuff or they've had every, all the players isolated for whatever it is, a yeah, hundred days. Yeah. They haven't had a positive test of those people in like two months that have, that have all been isolated by themselves in Orlando. So Maybe it is possible. Yeah. If they don't leave, I think they can do it. And like they say, the NFL, um, I was listening to a podcast with that guy, Mike Lombardi, and like he was saying, and actually other people were saying it to another podcast where the NFL does kind of exist in a pod, you know, like it's not yeah. like all the players are going out to clubs when they get, they get there, they do their job, they get on a plane, they go. You know, so a lot of times their meals are brought to them in their room. So it's not really like that. So I think that it's a possibility that they could be safe about it, but I still don't get why the NFL didn't take like, doesn't Jerry Jones had like a, don't they have a facility that's like six football fields? 
Yeah, it's something crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, they should have done. I don't understand why they didn't do, but that's just too many people, I think, you know, like that's yeah. the NFL is like 20 times any other sport with the yeah. number of besides people. besides all the players, just all the technical people that yeah. put on the put on yeah. the TV productions is way more just cuz there's so many more moving parts. Yeah, completely. There's so many. And you think about all the players, man, it's like a 52 man roster. You yeah, know? and they're expanding all that stuff because of yeah. the COVID thing. Yeah, they should. More, and then you have a practice squad and players who don't. Uh, you know, there's yeah. always they're always moving people around. So you're talking about a good 200 people traveling. Yeah, you know, with I and mean, I. That's I will say that it is a little weird because I've watched uh, baseball just started up a couple days ago. So I've watched a little a couple of the Twins games, and it is it's weird watching sports with no crowd. Mm, yeah. It definitely. I mean, they they they're piping in some crowd noise, so it does. It's not like they're playing in a in like a big cavern or something, but it's it's definitely. Str- I mean, like they put cardboard cutouts in the seats and stuff. It's it's strange. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was talking about this with DJ just yesterday, man. Um, he said that there was some game where a guy hit a home run and it knocked the knocked the head off of one of the cardboard cutouts, and the guy tweeted <laughs> at the at them, "Do I get the ball? I caught it." <laughs> I hadn't heard that. That's uh, yeah, fun. I was like, "That's." I think that's. I think that's fun. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Look, we, we're we're all in this. This is happening. We can mm-hmm. either get angry about it, or you can try to f- do the best we can. And I think that's. I would love to have my cardboard cutout sitting in Giant Stadium, and they they cut to it during a game. You know, well, and like they're doing it for they're doing it for fundraisers. I saw. Yeah, the that's thing great. I was the just thing on the twins, that. the twins thing that like everybody that's in there right now is like former twins players that they've done cutouts of. And they announced some deal where for $50, you can have your likeness put in the stands. I'm d- dude. Let me tell you, if they do that for a jets game, I'm you're going to go to every game this year, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I will be there in spirit, man. I'll be a my <laughs> cardboard cutout of my big fat Irish head. We'll be sitting <laughs> in the stands with uh my my Wesley Walker 85 jersey on baby. <laughs> but that's a Perfect. great gift item too, right? Like if my yeah. wife was like watch yep. the game hun and she was like surprise I paid 50 bucks to have a cardboard yeah. cut out of the picture of you. Well, that, and if there's know? if there's ever a time for these play, these things to be creative, now's the time. Yeah, Try different things, it. try yeah. new things. Like baseball has added a bunch of different rules just for this season and they that's cool. I I do too. So Hopefully the NFL follows suit on some of that stuff. They, yeah. And I, oh, you know what I was talking about with DJ is I was saying, as far as the crowd noise goes, I think the NFL will be the least impacted of these sports that, especially baseball or uh, basketball. Because in baseball and basketball, I think that the fans actually propel the players. And I don't know. Totally do, yeah. And in football, in professional football, maybe in college it might be a little different, but professional football, having been to freaking like a hundred professional football games, I can tell you, they cannot hear you. Yeah, well, I mean, at pro games and pro stadiums, you're so much further away from the action. You're not, I mean, like, and college football is different there because, I mean, you're right on the sidelines for the most part, so you're right there. Same thing with basketball and baseball. and. 
Yeah, home field advantage in NFL is, I think, of all the major sports, the least yeah. amount of anything. So. It does exist. Like, granted, yeah. it does exist. And like DJ was saying to me, how about when they draw players off sides? And you're right. That does happen. But that yeah. does not happen as often as you think. Like, when you watch an NFL season and you think back on that, yeah. at certain times it does happen. But percentage-wise, I don't – and I think that – but then I was talking about how I think you might actually see a, like a more efficient and a, like plays um kind of uh, played out to their fullest more or done basically routes run better, things like that, because the players will be able to communicate better to each other yep. um, and follow, you know, and not be distracted at all. But yeah, well, I, yeah. Um, but in general, though, like you're saying, you're so far away in an NFL stadium from the players. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, they've got like a hundred or more people on the sideline between much more than that, the cameras and everything like that between the fans. It's just like a loud humming noise. Yeah. And it's and like like on the NFL games, I can't remember what what year it was, but it was one year where somebody I knew had great tickets and we sat like in the second row. And you couldn't see anything because there was so much shit in front of you. <laughs> that it's like I, I yeah. spent half the game watching the jumbotron because I couldn't see see over the ca the crane that was coming in with the camera or oh, all the eight hundred trainers on the side of the field. I'm like, I that was the last time I sat that. Well, I ever wanted to sit that close. I can remember when I used when I when the Jets. Um, so I don't remember what year it was. It was in the nineties. The Jets decided that they were going to try to kind of like redecorate the stadium when the Jets were on the home team. Because oh, back yeah. in the day, they used to leave like even like the blue sideboards up against, uh, uh. you know, where uh, from the field where you have to go up to the seats. So they like uh. colored them and they used to bring out these dudes with these big flags and they'd run around. And then they'd invariably come and stand near where my section was behind the, uh, uh, oh, not yeah. where they came out, but opposite of where the locker rooms were. And then everyone would just be yelling at them. And it only took like, you know, they put them down and they knew from now on not to do it because people would like throw shit at them too. Yeah, of course they would. But um, I didn't pay for an obstructed seat. <laughs> yeah. But still, you're so far away. Like I was third mm -hmm. row. I could have yelled. I could have had a bullhorn and no, nobody would have heard me. That was like 10 feet away on the, on the floor, you know, like it's just, it's so different in the NFL. So I, and you know what? You often hear NFL players talk about tuning out the crowd yeah. where in the NBA, they're always getting like psyched from the crowd and you have all that famous interaction of like, you know, Michael Jordan and Spike Lee or somebody on the on the sideline. Yeah, Jack you know? or yeah. Yeah, and I guess in baseball too, because it's so quiet that Well and you know I think the other difference with the NFL, I remember the last time I went to a game, I really noticed it. And I didn't notice it until I started going to college football games more. But in NFL commercial breaks are so much longer. Yeah. So there's so much more downtime where the crowd is just sitting there and nothing is going on and it's hard to sustain a like in basketball, it's so propulsive all the time. Where true, true. And football, even when you watch it on TV, it doesn't seem that way. But I, I distinctly remember the last few games I've been at NFL games where 
in between plays, it's like, okay, now we just sit and wait for 30 seconds or we sit and wait for the three minute commercial break. And yep. most of the other, most of the other ones, the commercial break, there's still a lot of commercial breaks, but they're much shorter. Yeah. I always had the, that's why whenever I went to any NFL game, I would always wear headphones and listen to the radio broadcast. Yep. While I was I sitting that, in the stands. I used to do that a lot with baseball too. Same kind of thing. It's, yeah. Oh, dad's a little bit more. Now you just have the whole internet on your phone, so it's a little yeah, easier. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. You could, I could just be watching, and it's all wired, right? Like mm-hmm. that Las Vegas stadium that there, that nobody's going to go to is supposed to be like the yeah. most wired stadium ever. Like everywhere you go, you have great service and you're going to be betting from your seats. And yeah, the NFL is like, yeah, I mean, that was, that was going to be a big experiment, I think, because I think they really want to roll out. That yeah. being able to bet right in the stadium. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of which, we gotta get the fantasy football league going again. I was yeah. talking about well, that with Aaron. I, I wondered how that how that's got to be getting close. Yeah, is what uh, they yeah we got yep. five or six weeks. Yeah, I mean they're supposed to play. I think it's the around. It's usually around September 11th, right? Like that's usually yeah. the kickoff that they do, and they kind of coincide with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess you've got like five or six weeks. They're still supposed to be doing, I mean, to get, get it back around a TV, they're supposed to be doing hard knocks with the Rams and the, uh, chargers. Oh yeah. I, I always forget about that. I love hard knocks. I haven't watched it in a few years, but yeah, that would be a good one, man. We should do a bracket of like reality and old favorites and stuff too, because mm-hmm. there are actually classic shows like This Old House, baby. I want to yeah. see. I want to see who would win This Old House versus Family Ties. <laughs> God, who are you voting for? Come on, you have to pick if you had to pick. Probably Family Ties, but I haven't seen This Old okay. House and. 25 years oh, so i've seen every episode and i why i'm up to date i would pick this old house over family ties in a heartbeat i love man. this old house man and norm is a hero of mine big hero well that's maybe maybe one of the future brackets should just be to make the most insane matchups possible yeah, that's what i like i liked some of these insane matchups man that's what i'm yeah. trying to look through it to see some of the other, like, uh, see, well, because like I said, okay. most of the time I tried to keep them fairly matched. I, I mean, know, besides I the, you did a good job. I tried to somewhat similar. I mean, the, the, the Heath solo showdown is the one where there's probably the most crazy ones, but just because they're all shows that are canceled early. Yeah. And you know, I mean, that's the thing is it's not as easy as you think because so many of the great shows are great because they are, individual story like they're so unique you know what i mean like but then you kind of maybe group them together and when you start thinking about it it's really because of time period you know um so or even like broadcast or cable or streaming i mean Mm -hmm. you know there's uh but there were some great matchups here i don't know we've been talking for a while now is there (laughs) anything else you want to chat about this has been fun um I don't know. Well, I guess maybe um, we could talk a little bit about some of the other ideas we had, and people, if people want to yeah. submit ideas, to definitely do it. I mean, the uh, I, I loved Gina's idea of the best 
best of the decades or something along those lines, I think yeah. that would be great. Yeah. And that would actually, that could get a lot of crazy matchups because if you think about shows in the, just in the, in the 2010s, I mean, you could still have something like parks and recreation go up against game of Thrones. I mean, so it, it would be a way to do that. I'd love that idea. Um, somebody else a while back suggested on the Facebook page, a uh, future hall of famers, where we just do a, a big tournament of active shows, yes. which I think is also a, a very cool idea. And I've, I've started to do some minor research on that, but, but I haven't gone too far yet because that's, that might actually even be harder than putting this one together because there's so much TV out there that it's hard to know where to cut things off. But I like that idea. Um, the, one of the other ones I have done a little more work on that I think I want to try and do. It's completely switched gears because we've been going TV, TV, TV and go into the movies and do like a basically a bunch of different brackets, but all different directors where you if there's a Stanley Kubrick bracket where you're going to have to pick between 2001 versus The Shining or a Steven Spielberg one where you got to pick Jaws versus Jurassic Park or Goodfellas versus Raging Bull. Yeah, yeah. Things like that where it's it'll be a lot of fun movies that people can talk about and I mean big movies so people will have seen all of this stuff and I think it could be a cool way to go as well. I mean I I'm welcoming any feedback if people don't want to post on Facebook, email Axel and suggestions. I love I love doing this so I am up for it just about anything. Yeah. I like the film stuff. I like that I like what you were saying and I like directors too. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, Tarantino, Kubrick, big, you know, all different types of directors. I also like the historic stuff. I like to go back into the past. And, uh, that's why I did like the idea of, um, like a fifties TV and f- even fifties films mm-hmm. or sixties, seventy. I like, I like decades like that, even though it doesn't, you know, when you start thinking about it, 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 things really kind of blend like if you're gonna do film you know you're kind of really including some of the end of the 60s with the 70s really yeah and Um, it's you know even even do even doing the decades in the tv thing i mean um there's always bleed over you know what i mean so Um, yeah like the sopranos started in 98 or 99 and it went yeah all the way into the 2000s. That's what so, something I forgot. That was one show that through all the time that I had had in the back of my mind. Oh, uh, yes. That wasn't in, in, included here. And I wonder, though, how popular that would be. How many people remember or watched Oz? Well, and that's that was one thing I was just when I was just thinking about the just the bracket thing in general. One of the things I <clears throat> one of the things I had thought about, and I think Gina had mentioned some of this, too, about the lack of older shows. Yeah. And a lot of that was on purpose why I didn't put as many yeah. older shows in there. because I honestly putting this together, I didn't know if people would actually be engaged if we put Northern exposure in a bracket or if people were going to want to talk about the wonder years. So I, I purposely kind of scaled back the older stuff. Cause I was like, everybody always talks about game of Thrones or talks about breaking bad or talks about friends or whatever it is. Yeah. So I, yeah. I was hesitant to put a lot heavier stuff on the older stuff. Wow. However, I mean, there's so many of- shows, dude, you could have a thought. How about like the Andy Griffith show or little yeah. house on the prairie, right? Like some, the, the, the great space the, coaster. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> the great space coaster. Come aboard. You know, the great space coaster. 
I had never even heard of this we show. We can write a fantasy. Um, yeah, dude, that was a, like a, like a, uh, morning cartoon, uh, syndicated show. It was insane. It was like with crazy. Look it up one time. Great space coaster. <laughs> the name is insane. So I mean, it must be. I will, will look it up. But the, uh, no, there's so many shows, dude. So many. The, what I was going to say here too, with the, with the older brackets that I did put in here, that's why I tried to keep them down to really famous shows and, there was a lot of feedback on those, so I'm not afraid to go into older stuff now because cool. people obviously don't yeah. want to talk about the older stuff. So, like part of what we had said when we started this is this is kind of a test run, and I, I got a lot of great ideas about this after that. So, and people, everybody, was so damn active that it 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 fuels me and fuels my like a lot of that graphic stuff I did. I was like, people are loving this, so it, it like inspired me to keep doing cool things. So, wow, you did, dude! It it really was awesome. How about this Saturday morning cartoons? That was I. That was one of the ideas I thought of as well. Yeah, the animation in general. I mean, there, we did. Yeah. There was not much animation that was put on here. So, and like I said, that Simpsons is one of the biggest vote getters of anybody that we had. So people obviously, yeah. Or reality TV was another one that we could definitely go more. It was the same thing. Where I only put in a couple of reality TV shows because I was like, I don't know how many. What's what are people going to respond to that? And they definitely did. So I thought about a British TV show bracket. I yes, mean, there's the Brits. Yeah, so there's tons of if, – if people have ideas, please don't hesitate to send them in. So Yeah. Speaking of the Brits, Gareth is going to come on the show soon. Oh, fantastic. I haven't yeah. heard him in a long time. That's going to be awesome. And I and I, I actually had reached out to a couple people to appear with us tonight, but due to the late – I mean, it's really late <laughs> where you are right now, man – um, yeah, recording. Well, time. Luke's going to daycare. Luke's going to daycare tomorrow, so I can hopefully take a little nap during the day. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, you need a little nap, man. I could use a nap. But uh, <laughs> Bill Kava, Bill Kava is going to come on the show. I'm going to do. Oh, I am going to do the show with Andy from Reality Blurred. Uh, we rescheduled that, which I think turned out for the better. Give us time to uh, talk about some other stuff, and it seemed like, uh, like I said, mm-hmm. my, as we had today, my computer was given some crazy noise coming out i might have to get a new computer i might have to dip into that old patreon fund get myself a new laptop or something you're gonna have to start up in the rates a little bit i guess yeah there you go i gotta drop some of those old lost mythos shout out to anna for sending so many great i gotta get all those feeds up man there's a lot of things we gotta keep it moving with the podcast but i think i'm gonna bring this podcast to a close I think that's uh, just about right. Yeah, I think I think I think we, we've solved all the world's problems for tonight. So <laughs> we Maybe have created a few new ones too. Yeah, this has been great, Matt. Well, you know what? This has been a lot of fun, and it's been especially fun uh, getting to do this show with you and the other one. And thank you again for all your hard work. We'll keep on whenever you feel like doing one. We'll you know put the call out, see what people want to do we got time you know we could do a lot of different ones and uh you know and of course with the time you have as well and uh, we don't want to burn well, you well, out with the brackets kind of kind of what i'm thinking is hopefully do something here before the end of the summer because then like in september october i'm a little busier yeah and a little harder so i'm hoping maybe do something here before in middle end of august hopefully so we'll see 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 how much time i get yeah i like it and uh 
you know, who knows? Maybe I could put something together too. I don't know if I can do the great graphics, but I can maybe get a piece of paper and write things down and then plug it into well, Facebook and- on my phone when Lachlan's not trying to yell at me or do his workouts that he's into and now. There, there's definitely been a few people that have reached out to me that are that want want to and are willing to be part of the selection committee. So uh-huh. it can make it a little more of a team effort. So yes, I like that very. We could even have a live selection show. I think that would be perfect. You know, maybe we're trying to. Do, I've been trying to do. We even do it like live on Facebook. I got to figure out some way to plug everyone in. Just do like a live Facebook thing and have people come on, and then I can just record it, put it out as a podcast too. But maybe the, uh, but if people don't want to be on camera. That's fine. We don't. We don't I've I've done some live Facebook stuff on one of my. Uh, I'm a commissioner of two other fantasy football leagues, and one of those we've done. We do a, since. People are all scattered all over the world. We've done live Facebook live uh, draft lottery where we draw the numbers for the draft and we do that live on there and it, people seem to love that. So it might be a cool idea. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, the future holds good things. Want to thank everyone for listening. Hope everyone stays safe out there. Want to have us some football or some sports in a safe and responsible manner. Wear your masks. Be kind to each other. Thank you again, Andy, for the awesome brackets. And thanks, everyone, for voting and taking part in it and commenting and having fun with it. It's been a blast. It's a good distraction. I will be back. I think the next show is going to be with Gareth. Um, and got a ton more to do. I'm going to do another show with Ken. We're going to talk about more about uh, the final season of Game of Thrones a year later. So if anyone has any ideas comments or thoughts about that email us at dvrpodcast at gmail.com thanks for listening send us a give us a review we need a review on itunes and thanks to our good friend bubba from the double p podcast network for giving us a review and go out and listen to their dark podcast because dark was awesome baby you finished dark right Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that, I think. Dark is what a fantastic show. All right, I just keep on talking because basically (laughs) I am loop-de-doop at this point. Yep. Go to bed, Axel. (laughs) I'm going to shut it down. Peace out, everybody.